Oh, wow. Welcome to Bottle Soccer Talk. My name is Nestor, and I'm here with Henry. We're here live from wonderful North Hollywood. What's up, Henry? Doing fine, doing great. Uh, you know, approaching the weekend. Got some hot soccer this week, uh, not only on the field, but off it. Um, I don't know, man, what's caught your eye so far this week? I mean, you know, last week we talked about Liverpool clinching the title. Um, maybe some different sentiments going on today, huh? Yeah, uh, you have Liverpool, who's probably still hung over from their constant partying. Right. And they should be after 30-whatever years they haven't won it. Um, you know, Man City, Manchester City, I should say, I'm sorry, <laughs> came in, did work. They, they're all business today. Definitely. Yeah, man, uh, you know, I think anytime you could beat Liverpool, it's it's always a great feat. But when you, like, literally control them the way City did today, I mean, they won 4-0. They could have easily won 6-0. There was a disallowed goal at the end that was questionable. Um, you know, Allison looked, you know, frightened the whole game. He couldn't make a save. City just really had their way, which was very un- uncharacteristic of Liverpool. But, you know, they've they've accomplished what they came out to set. You know, they don't really owe us, uh, you know, a Manchester City defeat. But, you know, City was more up to it, you know, at the Etihad and everything. And, man, all, all I'm going to say is Kevin De Bruyne, he, he just gets better every week. You know, like fine wine, just gets better with age. And I'm just excited for what's to come. Um, you know, and Liverpool going forward, uh, you know, they probably have their eyes set on the Champions League and possibly trying to clean that up. But I don't think that's likely the way atleti's playing but um what are your thoughts because obviously it's probably a meaningless win for city but what can that do for them going forward in the you know the other tournaments well first of all it's it's a a stake and we're still competitive regardless of what happened in the season and uh you know off in in private conversations between you and i you're you're really against var and liverpool's the first champion in the var era for the premier league right um so you you don't know how many points they would have gotten without it Mm -hmm. we we count for certain say they would have lost this game or they would have gotten a draw Mm -hmm. they were still 20 points clear yeah Uh, but city came out with with a purpose to show that they're still they're still one of the teams to beat if not the team especially for liverpool uh, City's gotten uh, they've just been so good the last few years how, how can you ignore them and and uh, I think I think the fact that they lost the league by over 20 points whatever it was yeah um, you know you feel a little embarrassed especially as defending champs right so you know, it was a statement game for sure impact wise obviously it doesn't mean anything um, but it, but it's a good win to go off and and uh you know, try and get um, the FA Cup, uh, FA Cup win. Right. No, I totally agree there. And I mean, it's a testament to another one of those leagues where sometimes it isn't about who plays the more impressive football, the more attacking football per se, because the city do lead in goal differential. And, you know, they've had stretches where they've been amazing this season, but just not as consistent as Liverpool. Um, and, you know, you touched on VAR and, and actually it's, it's kind of a, a joke on the internet right now that you know people are hashtag live our pool because you know they win it in the first year with with var and it's no secret they've had a lot of decisions go in their favor to to even to win games or to tie matches and, and those points add up i'm curious to know how many points they actually uh, got from 
from beneficial decisions of our right and even if even if it was significant amount mm-hmm. a significant amount how many of those decisions were correct right you well know, so. yeah that's interesting to to look at as well yeah i mean there's a lot of room for for you know uh interpretation and and uh Jose, even jose Mourinho, who lost today against sheffield had yeah, a very great great say. quote yeah he's saying uh you know, there's refs on the field, but they're basically irrelevant when there's a guy at St. George's Park sitting in an office making the final call. And I think in terms of VAR, that really makes you question as a fan uh, the validity of the game. Maybe for conspiracies, they rejoice in this and, and think there might be some other elements in play, right? Now, that's me playing devil's advocate, and it's not to take anything away from Liverpool. But yeah, I don't the, think I agree with that. Oh, well, I mean, I'd, I'd like to hear your side because... Uh, I mean, there's been some some head scratchers this season oh, yeah, all sure. around the board, for sure. and yeah. it, it does make you think. It does lead the the mind to think some of these evil things, right? But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious what you think because you know there's a lot of jargon going around. Yeah, I, well, the purpose of VAR is to make sure that the correct call is made or to uh, reverse an incorrect call. Um, we saw it the other day uh, with uh, with Barcelona against uh, against uh, Atletico. Right, uh, Ter Stegen came off his line like a hundred yards. <laughs> so you know it, it it is to ensure that there's a sense of fairness, which hasn't always been the case. Right. Uh, I don't like the fact that they take five minutes to review. They go to the booth and they review it. Mm-hmm. What they've been doing now post COVID is, I think, is the way it's intended to work. And uh, they get they get all the correct angles. Obviously, we don't get to see all of them. Right. But some of them are pretty easy, and some of them you have to really look really closely. Again, yesterday with the Barcelona, was it yesterday or the day before? I think like the yeah the day before. Okay. Where yeah, PK Thursday was now. was given the ref an earful, which I know you've come to dislike <laughs> well, over the years. Well, it's it's uh, yeah, it, it's meant to to make sure that the right call is made. The right call isn't always made, and I totally understand that. And especially when, when it's going against you, when you're right. when, it, when it's the call against you, it's never fair, and you're in the moment, so you can't really say. And they mm-hmm. don't show the replays on the big screen, so yeah, if it's if it's uh, unfair towards you, and I know Guardiola has been very vocal against it as well. Yeah, and you know, um, maybe rightfully so, but yeah, uh, I I would say it's more right. It's right more often than not. Oh, well, yeah, that's an interesting take. And, and I, I, I can see where you're coming from because a lot of times there is visual evidence, but it's really left to the interpretation of whatever body is governing that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think it's kind of sad to see even at times players score score some, some worldlies, you know, some great goals, <laughs> but they have to look over their shoulder and oh, they yeah. don't even celebrate now. They, they wait for the VAR check, you know, things of that nature. It has kind of you know, kick the, the soul of the game a little bit in the gonads, you know. Everybody's uh, hesitant to celebrate a goal because you don't want to look like a fool. But um, I am, and and as a purist of the game, yeah. I uh, I was against it when when it was introduced. Right. I don't like how it slows it down. Uh, it takes away from the spontaneity of the sport, mm-hmm. of sport in general. Right. Because I, I also don't like it when I see it in the NBA. And it just takes, it takes a lot of the, uh, it takes a lot of the feeling Away. Right, and I think that's something that Modric said. It was it's it's not it, it takes away the spirit of the game. Something to that extent. I don't mm-hmm. want to miss um, misquote him. Right. Um, so I, I've played. Uh, I've 
you know, I, I would hate for, for one of my goals to be reviewed and I'm, you know, celebrating my ass off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. But have they gotten the benefit of the doubt more often than not? Liverpool, Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool, yeah. I mean, I maybe I'm, you know, obviously I might have a biased view, but I'm not the only one to, to say this or feel this. I mean, it's kind of become a league-wide thing where people have noticed a trend, but... You know, that's typical of any big club. You know, a lot of times they get of the, the calls in their favor. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're constantly reminded of it in terms of, you know, Real Madrid and Barcelona sometimes get that favoritism. Uh, some yeah, people it doesn't even go to, too far. It, sometimes it's just it's small tax falls. Yeah, calls. yeah, yeah, definitely, man. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I would, since you mentioned the NBA, I would like them to do something at least more similar to that, where the the viewer can see the camera angle alongside mm. with the referee, where they can yeah. maybe do some pitch side um, things, where ultimately the decision comes down to the referee, not uh, some uh, anonymous entity that's not even <clears throat> anywhere near the game. So, I mean, that's where I stand on it. Uh, was was football perfect before VAR? Not at all. Absolutely. I mean, not. You know, there's there's always Blow been. Up a, at night. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, we have we have differing <laughs> viewpoints on that. Maybe we can touch on it later. But uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't perfect before. It's not perfect now. I guess we all want it to be more perfect. But you know, nothing is perfect. That's just the facts. But I mean, yeah, of man. Uh, That's life. Just to piggyback on it, yeah. I mean, uh, big win for City today. Four nil. Could have been more. Uh, but elsewhere in, in Spain, uh, La Liga, uh, yeah, it's getting spicy, man. You, you talk me through that because I know you're a little bit more passionate on that, on that side. Yeah, um, well, where do we start? Do we start where uh, – we'll have a question. Yeah. Is it Madrid's title to lose? Were At this four point. Four points up. Yeah. Um, uh, Barcelona is – they've drawn three games out of the last four. So uh, I, we can almost say that they're bottling it. Uh, Definitely. But, you know, the, to be fair, Atletico is, is world class. They, you know, they handled uh, Liverpool <laughs> in, the, in the Champions League. Um, but uh, Barcelona, they were leading at two different points of the, of the game. Um, not really sure about their defense. Oh, yeah. Not really sure about uh, teams just going at them. And uh, Yannick Carrasco on the left side was having his way against the medal. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a baller. Uh, yeah. I mean, he gets overshadowed by a, a lot of the other Belgian guys. But, yeah, man, I totally agree. I mean, how much has Ter Stegen saved their season this year? Because, for me, he's been their player of the season. And that's not very much a popular choice, I'd say. But, um it, I think it could have been a lot worse for Barcelona this year, but it's catching up to them now. Um, you know, Setien, he's maybe he's the baller if you got to single somebody out. <laughs> yeah. Not making the subs when you're gifted five. When you're a club of Barcelona's level with the talent they have, with the money they have, that's something you should hop on and, you know, take advantage of. You know, I understand some coaches don't like to take off players for chemistry reasons. Setien says or seniority uh, or seniority like he doesn't want to take Suarez off but Suarez isn't Suarez from three years ago he was unplayable he still is a great player well, he's a third leading scorer yeah he's still he's still solid but you know at that age you got to be smart you know even I, Guardiola I, takes off Aguero there was often. there was moments where I thought I was like hold on Suarez is still in the game right for the first half and I 
Costa had a horrible first half, but mm-hmm. I was like, who had a worse half? Suarez, who I I want to say got zero shots on 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 at all. He probably touched the ball like twice. Yeah, he was a phantom. Um, but Costa had an own goal and he missed a, a penalty, <laughs> which by you know VAR, which by virtue of VAR, mm-hmm. he got saved. Yeah, but you know. How can you have a worse half than that? Maybe, maybe Suarez. And it's right now. I think it's it's time to shit on Suarez, um, yeah. especially when when he doesn't get subbed for Grease a little bit uh, um, a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, but Barcelona wasn't really offering anything as a whole. Yeah, you were right. Ter Stegen and Messi has been they've been the the two the two main men. Yeah, and if I were to add one more guy, maybe Frankie De Jong. But yeah, okay, he's only as good as his as his center back partnership uh because they're the ones who are going to ultimately get the ball on on the defensive end and then sure. get the balls to to De Jong and their distribution right now is not typical of what we've come to know from Barca. They always have great ball playing center backs. Piquet's over the hump. Uh Umtiti, you he's know, he's a step slower. Yeah, Umtiti's he's hot and cold. I mean, they 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 got some serious issues to look at and since we're touching on Barcelona today uh I think it was Sport a uh, sport newspaper in Spain is reporting that uh, uh, apparently Messi isn't thinking about renewing his contract anymore. He's frozen the talks, and I think he's frustrated. And the the reason being, um, there's reports, and that might be true, that he has such a strong hold on the team that uh, he's uh, hurting them. You know, uh, Setien said, "I keep Suarez on as long as Messi's on, and 90 minutes of Suarez can maybe deplete your team." But, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, a lot of things going on. And just to touch back on what you were saying, I think it is Real's to lose because they pick up a big dub today. Not the prettiest uh, via penalty. It's two in a row. Two in a row. And, you know, uh, Sergio Ramos is just scoring. He's, he has scored more goals this season than Griezmann. And I think that tells you everything you need to know on its own. A yeah. center back is outscoring your latest signing who plays for a World Cup winning qu- squad uh, who's a known goal How scorer? How much did he cost? You know, I forget, but it was a pretty big amount. I just, I don't, I'm terrible with. It the, was over a hundo. Yeah, for sure. And 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 at the time, you're like, yeah, you wouldn't bat an eye. You're of like, yeah, not. he's worth it. Well, that. I don't. I never liked that signing. I'm, you can argue that Dembele was was a great signing at the time. You yeah. can argue that that Coutinho was a great signing at the time. You can argue, uh, obviously, Fra- Frankie De Jong is you know worth whatever you uh, whatever uh, they're charging. But yeah. Gris, he, I never really saw the point in signing him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a great player. He, yeah, he's he, he kind of led Atletico d- during different times. And yes, he's a World Cup winner. But what was he going to offer Barcelona? Who who has you know if anyone is is going to be better than Griezmann on any given day, it's going to be Messi. Oh yeah, always. And he's left footed, so. Yeah, that that just never made sense to me. I think it was just Griezmann just kind of trying to live a childhood dream when it made no sense, and now he's kind of suffering the consequences of it. Yeah, uh, are they being managed as well as they can be? That's that's up for debate. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you, um, um, but but it's it obviously never made sense, and um, we're seeing that now. I mean, when you're getting subbed on after a 19 year old who may well be a prodigy, but yeah, it just. It just sucks to see someone like Griezmann. Um, maybe he should have stayed, but 
I don't know. Atletico's that one team. Maybe there's a f- five or four teams that are better. Right. And uh, he wanted to make that jump. Or maybe it was the wrong move. Yeah, I think um, it was. So I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. We know that now. But at the, course, at the time, I was thinking it's still a, it might work. It's kind of a no-brainer. You, if you have the chance at a, a world-class player, you do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he wanted to. It, it had been no secret, and it happened, but it's not working out. Um, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens. These next this after this transfer window, it's, it's a big moment for Barcelona and what the future holds for them. Um, you know, whatever that is. So before we get off on Barcelona, uh, let's talk about the Pjanic uh, and Arthur deal. Oh yeah, just to touch on that too, huh? So, so there's a lot of mathematics uh, that I don't understand, not fully anyway. Yeah. Um, on surface level, it doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, it's economics. It's it's beyond it's this. Pure again. economics. Yeah. And it sucks that it has to be. I mean, if there's a loser in all of this, it's Arthur. He's living yeah. his childhood dream. Yeah. And now he's being sent to uh, to Italy, right. learning a new language. Poor him. He has to play with Ronaldo and Dybala. Uh yeah. I mean, poor guy. Right. Uh, <laughs> playing at a top level club, arguably the best club in Italy right now. I mean, they're league leaders, but. Just if you're thinking about what team you don't want to play from Italy, it's definitely Juve. Um, yeah, tough on Arthur because he actually was playing very well for Barca. I mean, he's not going to light the league on fire from the center mid position. That's hard to do. You don't have your De Bruyne's and your Tony Crozes and, you know, your Modric's just growing off trees. But, I mean, the guy was playing pretty well, had that, that possession style down. And, yeah, Pjanic is at Barca now, a great player as well, but I think he's, like, 31 or something like that. 30, 31. Yeah, so, I mean, um, for me, it's a short-term move, you know, plugging in a few holes for the moment. And, like I told you, I think they're gearing up for um, a big signing soon. Who knows who that could be, but, you know, it's it's kind of strange because you know that this Arthur deal was strictly for profit to justify a purchase in the future because they, they picked up Arthur super cheap. Yeah, um, well, they picked him up straight from Brazil, right? Yeah, straight from Brazil, and that's always a big risk. You know, Malcolm didn't work out for them. He's at Zenit now and probably getting racially abused, unfortunately, by the fans there at Zenit, St. Petersburg. But, yeah, man, it's always a big risk. It paid off for them. Did they get the better player out of the deal? Only time will tell because, you know, I thought Griezmann was going to light it on fire. He didn't exactly. Yeah, um, you would think you would think that they're making moves based on you know the current performance and um Pjanic I mean he's he's got a beautiful touch to the ball oh yeah he's 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 very very technical one of the best free kick takers in the game right now too very underrated that's a that's always a good skill but when you have Messi (laughs) yeah that's hard to take it off his boot yeah of course yeah um uh, so do do we like it? Do we hate it? How mm. do we feel about that? I well, you know, from a neutral perspective, because I don't really support both clubs, but I think, like I told you, I think I'm 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 okay with it because I I see the reasoning behind it. But I think uh, you know, looking towards the future, Barca might come to regret it because um, we saw Pogba play at Juve. His career took off there. I think the same thing could happen with Arthur in a different style because they're not the same player, but. I think he's going to smash it in, in, in Italy, and I think Pjanic is going to kind of just, you know, linger there at Barcelona because you're not going to overtake Messi. Frankie de Jong is, is solid for the next few years, yeah. um, you know. So I, I think Arthur can benefit the most, 
as crushing as that that move might have been for him, I think he can benefit more. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, if he had like a, you know, Vidal-Pogba partnership to go with, I don't know if they have anybody like that there mm. uh, currently. I'm thinking, uh, I don't know, do they do they still have Matuidi? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, freak, I'm blanking out right now. Yeah. I actually don't watch much Serie A. That's probably the you know up there with the German Bundesliga. But let's take a quick look right now. Yeah, um, I don't mind it. You know, we both said it's an economic move uh, as far as players go. I don't think it's it's the right move. But you know, Barcelona's not gonna benefit short term from that. Yeah, but they're they're trying to get Lautaro. They're going all in. Oh, they're, they're trying to get ready for the, for, I don't know if it's post Messi, or just trying to just lure Messi to stay a little bit longer. Um, yeah. What it is obviously now that we're, <laughs> when was the last time, and maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping, but mm. Messi gets a new contract like every six months. Yeah, but he's always getting <laughs> he's extended. Still paid, but yeah. You know, maybe it's just him holding out for more money. We don't know. Yeah. He does he need it? Obviously not. But you know, maybe he's just trying to have everyone okay. I I like this kid. I played with him in the national team. Mm-hmm. Give me my player. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? You know, it's funny because I was watching the City game today, and uh, Gabriel Jesus, who's a good striker, he was missing so many gimmies today. And I was just thinking, like, Aguero's on his way out. Mm-hmm. How dope would it be to have him at my club, Lautaro Martinez? I mentioned to you, him to you of like a year back yeah. or or so. He's yeah, one of my favorite strikers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Haaland is another big name when you're thinking about young guys. But Lautaro, yeah, he's he's destined for something big. He's, I mean, he's not going to stay at, at Inter too, too much longer. They have Lukaku already. They can afford to sell him. And he's the hottest name on, on everybody's mouth right now. As a striker? As a striker, yeah. Because if we're talking about hottest, hottest name, obviously it's got to be Kylian Mbappe. But, yeah, man, I mean, yeah, Barca's going to need a signing of that caliber to revamp or else, uh, I don't know, Espanyol might be the best team in Catalonia for a while. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, man. Um, so touching on the, you know, we were talking about the Barcelona-Madrid game. I'm sorry, Barcelona-Atletico game. Yeah. Te- not technically Madrid, but uh, Diego Simeone is uh, he's reached new heights in his career. Yeah, pretty quickly he's he's one of the top managers, I would say, right? Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Definitely um, a man manager, but he knows how to grind out. He's just a grinder, and it's t- it, he's gotten one league win, and it's unfortunate that he's met probably the best uh, Champions League team, but. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I love the guy so much. I mean, I, I could imagine from a player's perspective, it must be scary to play under him because he's so emphatic and so Demanding. animated. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's he's been even criticized in Spain for being too physical with his players. Like he'll literally grab your head and look you eye to eye and just you know really get in your soul. But I mean, the guy's proven not only as a coach but as a player. He's yeah. always had that reputation. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, I love the moments where, you know, he's on the sideline do the, doing the cojones uh, <laughs> gesture. You know, Sam I think, Cassell. yeah, man, like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, hats off to him. He doesn't have the transfer budgets that, that Klopp has, that, you know, Guardiola has, that 
the Setiens, the Valverdes, the Zidans in the world have, but he manages, and that's really due to Atletico having such a strong academy. I mean, shit. I mean, they, they got rid of Rodri. Rodri comes to City. They fill him, fill him in with a guy who's maybe better, Llorente, right now playing the midfield. I mean, the guy, I mean, that, that team is so stacked, and the, the profits they make year in, year out is amazing. So, I mean, hats off to Diego Simeone. It's not only down to him, though, that the, you know, the academy they have and everything is, is worked out well for him. So, yeah, uh, hats off, like I said, man. Yeah, yeah um, there's not much else more to say about him. He's, he's just going to keep grinding. I don't see him leaving that team anytime soon. And uh, barring any catastrophes in the next few years, he's going to be... He's just going to be there at biting at, a, at Madrid and Barcelona's heels trying to play spoiler. Yeah. Or I mean, trying to outright win. Yeah. Uh, you know, I they've got the quality in players, but... Yeah. Not, and not to cut you off, but he's been rumored for years uh, about getting the Argentina job, and I'd love to see that, man. You know, it's like kind of like when uh, El Piojo Herrera was coaching Mexico and you had a guy who really, mm-hmm. really yeah. cared about the team, was, you know, energetic and was a man manager and and i think for me that was the scariest mexico team i've seen in the past decade or at least it's up there yeah and uh, i feel like he could have that similar effect if he ever decides to make that leap into international management that that argentina so desperately desperately needs because i mean sampaoli was a fluke tata martino never worked out i mean it's just you could go down a list of managers that haven't worked out for them so yeah man i mean the guy's gonna be in the game for a while and i'm and i'm glad he has a son playing right now too Mm. who's kind of working his way up the ranks i mean it'd be nice to see him uh make that jump he's a striker though his dad was a defender i believe or mid a defensive mid yeah. you know more defend defensive minded per se but yeah man i don't know how would you how would you feel about having him as a manager at your club i mean i know you love zidane but you think he would ever work because i mean if he ever got his hands on sergio ramos Sheesh, <laughs> that would be f- lovely to see. I probably, mean, probably breaks the record for most red cards in a year. <laughs> possibly, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, um, no, I there's again, there's not enough you can say about him. He's he's a great man manager first and foremost. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna rally the troops, and he's gonna make you bring a hundred and ten percent. Hundred and ten percent doesn't exist, but he's gonna demand it out of you. <laughs> um, and what he's done in the last was uh, it's been ten years now, right? Yeah, what he's done. Let's be honest. Atletico was like a maybe a mid-table side. Mm-hmm. You know, they were airing on. You know, maybe that was a good season, and now they're now you expect them to advance far into the Champions League. Now you expect them to at least put up a great fight against Barca or Real Madrid. Um, so, you know, hats off to him. Yeah. For the national team, he, that's probably what they need. Yeah. It would it, it would probably hurt uh, Atletico terribly but yeah uh argentina really needs somebody to grab them by by the cojones and, <laughs> At least hate and uh and uh just demand the best out of them they they probably would be plus a few uh trophies mm-hmm. with, with someone like that oh yeah which they desperately need man i mean they've been serial chokers for the there, past there's decade. there's like a certain respect that former players and um not just former players but former greats mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a certain respect that players kind of respond to and we see that with zidane yeah obviously uh, simeone so you know it's it's always beneficial at the very least yeah you're going to listen to the guy and you know just to quickly wrap it up on him uh in in spain he gets criticized a lot like od man and i feel bad for the guy because uh, they call his style of football over there cholismo 
because uh, you know el cholo simeone as they call him over there with mm-hmm. the with yeah. the spanish lisp um they say that his his football isn't that technical it's they call it borderline barbaric because it's like really you know hard tackling i'm gonna get the ball and i'm gonna grind out this one zero win i mean that's their identity and it's worked for them for years i mean you could look back to it's when football. they yeah when they had <laughs> diego godin right but yeah. I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is that they don't and, and, offensively. Uh, Juan Fran. Yeah, Juan Fran and the all these cats. Poet. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, they don't build from the back the way that a Barcelona do, the way that a Man City do. Even Real Madrid now touches the ball really well. They're not all about counter, but Atletico has had that identity of they're like a Burnley in the way they can drop back and be so compact, but they have the attacking prowess of. Uh, of uh, Real Madrid even like back in the day when they were that counter-attacking side so oh, well, Atletico even counters beautifully oh yeah. yeah I mean they have like you mentioned uh, Carrasco earlier uh, man you know what yeah. I hate I hate 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 that he went to China oh I know dude that was so annoying yeah, I was bro. thinking about that I'm like yeah. why'd he go to China like I know it's to get paid whatever but you're gonna get paid yeah you know uh, it's it's know. tough he to see what, two years yeah i mean you see a lot of players go down that route and it's kind of it's sucky because i mean uh who was another guy that was there axel witzel axel witzel kind of jackson martinez i don't know if you remember jackson martinez he played at yeah. porto and atletico uh, you have uh oscar oscar Hulk. yeah oh remember paulinho went there for a few years oh yeah, yeah. oh and then he came to barcelona yeah, yeah. i mean yeah man i mean i get it it's money uh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a short career everybody wants to make the most but yeah dude i mean uh, yeah, hats off to Cholo, man. A uh, big fan over here. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, you know, baby Ron Perlman. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, moving on uh, in La Liga, uh, we have Real Madrid, who's in first by four points. Yeah, at the moment. They grinded yeah. out two two tough wins. And um, we were talking about this earlier that uh, the te- there's going to be teams that they play against. They're gonna they're just grinding them out. They're, they're, you have teams that are playing against Barcelona who are trying to keep them from winning and so so they can just like fuck with them and yeah. then you have teams against Real Madrid who you know they're just you're not gonna win the championship and you're not gonna get these you're not gonna get that lead against me right right um, but you know those are the kind of wins that you need to get regardless if it's a penalty or whatever it is um you know it, it's been tough but are are we still thinking that Real Madrid's playing better um See, and then this is where we get into it sometimes. Uh, they're not they're not necessarily playing better, maybe, or a- as attractive as I, as I like to call it. As I use that word a lot, but I'm saying they get the job done, and that's what you need to get trophies. They don't have any awards for scoring 4-0 and, and getting that taquito pass where, you know, you got the open shot, and it's, it's beautiful football. But what Raul do so well, and they've done it for years now, mostly in the champions, not so much in the league, is that they're just grinding out these results, and Liverpool have done it as well. Um, you know, other champions have done it as well. I think it's laudable. I, I applaud it. But I, I always like, you know, I always like the attacking football where you risk it all, you know, where you, you're all out attacking and you can get countered. And But, you know, everybody, every manager has their own theology on that, you know, their own philosophy on how the game is played, right? Like I was mentioning Cholo and how he plays so defensive. That's the beauty in the game. But, yeah, I mean, I think they deserve to be where they're at because uh, Real Madrid actually, it's not like they're just getting two chances a game and capitalizing off one shot. No, they get plenty of chances. So deserved leaders right now, I'd say. And um, since we're touching on, on Real Madrid and how great they're doing so far, I think this season is impossible without big Benzema. 
Uh, hashtag, hashtag free Benzema, man. Uh, get my boy on the national team because he's playing he amazing. Deserves to be a damn World Cup champion. We talked uh, about this last time. I know, man. It it hurts. It hurts to see because the guy. Um, I mean, not only is he scoring worldies here and there, but I mean, he's assisting. You know, he had that great back heel, Guti esque, with the Meg. Guti. To, to, to leave it for Casemiro, who blasted it into the net. I mean, talk about geez. full circle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's lovely to see, and I'm, I'm and I'm happy for him because he's had a lot of controversy, being you know half Algerian, half French. Uh, there's a certain part of the French fan base that doesn't really like him, but he's balling right now, and you can't you can't ignore it anymore. And Didier Deschamps has got to wake up, and if they do a Euro play, because I know the Euros were supposed to be this summer not going to happen if they ever do decide to play i hope he gets called up because he deserves it, it i mean it's hard to ignore like oh, yeah. at some point you're like as a fan as a as an audience you're like why isn't the best french player playing yeah because it's gotten to the point where you're looking at ben's like maybe maybe he's one of the best players right now yeah maybe not consistently enough to be number one number two number three like Ronaldo, Messi. Um, oh, those are tough shoes to f- yeah. To yeah, I mean, he's number two scorer in the league, um, and he's and he's just he's the missing link. He's just putting plays together out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, how how as an international manager can you ignore that? Like for for your team, I'm sorry, your national team. How can you ignore that? It's mad. Yeah, it's still crazy <laughs> to me, bro. Like for real, and I'm and I'm serious because you got okay. Who else are you gonna call Giroud, Lacazette? Not even in the same category no, for me. Of course not. And and so just to I know you asked me earlier off the record we were talking earlier. Yeah, Lewandowski may be the best striker right now in the world. And now that I've actually processed it and thought about it, Benzema is the second best striker for me right now. Not only off form but consistency. It's been year round right now. Yeah. Um, and the numbers don't lie. He's he's having a great season statistically. Messi's not a striker, so I wouldn't throw him up there. But I'm saying statistically, Messi's having a great season. But Benzema. Man, yeah, I love the guy, and uh, I'm happy for him. I hope he can continue it. Um, I think he has the physique and the frame to continue this for a few more years because he's not so dependent on pace. It's more like being in the right place at the right time. Timing has touch. the touch of of a, of a, of a freaking midfielder, bro. Like I'm saying for real. Like when I saw that back heel Meg through the defender, Casemiro set up. I was like, sheesh. Well, That's you're telling not an me, accident. nah, exactly. He meant it, bro. Yeah. And the mechanics on it, beautiful. Yeah, man, Benzema. Uh, I think, uh, you know, if he can continue this next season, he might even be in the top three for Ballon d'Or. Like, real talk. And maybe yeah. I'm kind of crazy. That's a hot take. And, I'm, you know, I'm not a Madrid fan, but, yeah, the guy's so, playing really well. So, right now, you got Messi, Benz, and uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, yeah. In, in oh, no De Bruyne. particular order. Sheesh. Yeah, De Bruyne, <laughs> man. I could talk about him all day. I love him because, um, also, and this is a, another, like, side topic, but um, right now, he's he's on course to break the assist record, but he has a lot of assists that haven't counted, um, you know, due to maybe it taking a deflection off a defender, but um, he has the most chances created in Europe if you look at, like, uh, clear chances and, like, shots on goal leading up, you know, stuff like that. I mean, those are things that don't get registered. So, you know, De Bruyne, if you watch a game, you know he's 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 just playing chess out there and the rest of the people are playing checkers. So, yeah, but De Bruyne for me, for sure, the, mess, the best midfielder at the moment. It's hard to say best player because, you know, as long as Messi's breathing and, and playing on the field, it's hard to say that. You know, Benzema's having a great season. Lewandowski, Neymar is always up in the conversation. Although, you know, League One is done right now, 
those are like top five collectively I can mention. Ronaldo, you know, obviously he's older now, so for me he's kind of fallen out of that that uh that group, if you will. And you know, you can't blame him. The guy has like how many Ballon d'Ors now? Uh, mm-hmm. Ronaldo five, five yeah, yeah. Sheesh. I mean, I mean they've seen their best days, but uh, yeah, man. And, and the league, I don't think is. Uh adequate for him no uh yeah not at all uh you know it's funny because uh, de bruyne was uh, quoted saying about i think like last month or the month before he was like because uh, they asked him which player would you love to play with the most he's like easy ronaldo he's like you you like all i gotta do is cross the ball and he's getting to that and and knowing de bruyne and the way he crosses the ball it's amazing to see man i haven't seen anything like it since beckham or since skulls you know the, those kind of guys like I told you earlier, earlier Gary Neville mentioned the best passer he's ever seen. So I mean, big praise. Yeah, man, very high praise, especially from a United guy. So yeah, yeah. Imagine De Bruyne pinging, pinging balls in for Ronaldo. Hmm. It's unfair. Man, that'd be that'd be nice to see. But yeah, man, um, De Bruyne can't get enough of him, enough of him myself, man. I even have a jersey. You know, I'm a fanboy like that. But he's <laughs> he's a beast, bro. Yeah. I mean, credit where credit is due. Yeah. You know you can't you can't really deny that, and his trajectory though, man. I mean, he was a reject at Chelsea. Like he That's was right. told, like, "Hey, man, you're not good enough. Get out, get the fuck out of uh, England. You're not you're not up to this level." By Mourinho, sent to Wolfsburg, breaks the assist record, uh, which has been broken. Yeah, Thomas Muller. But ah, uh, you know, it's just like it makes you twinge a bit because you know to it's who? Bayern. To, to, <laughs> yeah, it's Thomas to Muller. Yeah, no, it was actually Thomas Muller broke the assist record, but right, uh, passing it to yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, to passing it to Lewandowski and in a team that has the best players in the nation. I mean, but yeah, no, I mean to to do it at Wolfsburg, a mid-table team, that's yeah. big ups. You know, that's that's dope. Yeah. Um. So speaking of, uh, I th- we got a little sidetracked there, but we're we're in love with with Kevin. Oh, uh, Kevin. Dude. I mean, I think you could ask anybody; they'd take him at. He walks into any squad at the moment. Oh no, of course. Yeah, one hundred percent. I want, I want City to get the the band. Yeah. I want City to get the Champions League. <laughs> and band. I don't. Yeah, I'm hoping we still. You know, and that's still on the verge right now. So we'll be talking about that in future yeah. weeks. Hopefully, yeah, we need to. Yeah, we need to get a little more information and see what's going on there. Um, yeah, Cor- the the big C. Yeah, has uh, has put a lot of uh, things on hold. Oh yeah. Um, but speaking of Madrid, as we were, uh, Hakimi, uh, who had loaned out, uh, mm-hmm. who had been loaned out to uh, Dortmund, has signed with Inter Milan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I think it's a it's a good move for him. I mean, for him personally, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I mean, he was doing he was doing a madness at Dortmund. Uh, if you watch if you watch his tape, he's um. I wouldn't say like De Bruyne, but he has elements of De Bruyne in terms of the way he can pick a pass, uh, the way he assists the ball. I mean, it's fun to watch. And and at an attacking powerhouse like Dortmund, who you know I follow also because of Gio Reyna, um, I watched their games here and there. It was nice to see. So he goes to Inter. He's going to be working alongside Eriksen with the likes of Lukaku and you know a bunch of other great players. If Lautaro stays, I think he's only going to reap the benefits of that. I think it's a great move for him because it's another league, more exposure. Um, and he's a big, strong uh, right back, uh, yeah. fullback. Yeah, yeah, but he has uh, he's like you know who he reminds me of, kind of like Trent Alexander Arnold in the way he uh, creates chances. I mean, it's nice to see. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he plays so well. So yeah, I think it's a good move for him. I hope he does well. 
Um, Inter is a, is a team that has been signing a lot of good players. You know, some of them are kind of up up there in their career, but and they have a great manager. Yeah, you can't you can't hate on Conte. You know, the guy uh, he Beautiful didn't have the best time in England. Um, he was slandered in England. Wow. But unfortunately, he did get a title. <laughs> he did right, and he, you know who else he reminded me of? Uh, uh, El Ingeniero Pellegrini. Who will coach City on his first season coaching them? He wins the title and just fell off, and that's exactly what happened to Gets Conte. Into the doghouse. He got found out, and that's the biggest thing about being a good manager in the Prem. You got to keep evolving. But yeah, Hakimi, man, great move. Um, Inter, I think after this season they could easily be the second or maybe first best team in the league, depending on who they're able to hold on to. So, yeah. So um, they they had the choice. Uh, Dorman had. Well, Madrid had the choice of uh, of picking someone to sell to. Yeah. So, uh, City. Uh, so he was sold. the The number that was given now was forty million to to Inter Milan. Yeah. Uh, and City was offering sixty. You had Bayern in the mix. Right. Uh, and uh, and for who knows what reason. Uh, Real Madrid sold uh, Hakimi to Inter. Uh, so there's a little bit of an implication there. So we're kind of thinking that maybe it's like some 4D chess by Very uh, much Real Madrid. So. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Lautaro Martinez, <laughs> who Barcelona really want to be the successor for Suarez. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona right now are a bit of, of a funk because of funds and... and, and, and uh, being able to to provide players, they wanted to uh, kind of put a little bit of money and uh, Semedo, who got torched, she, she. Uh, <laughs> uh, for for um, for Lautaro, so some money and player for the forward, and now Real Madrid kind of throw a, a wrench in there, and they're saying, well, you don't really need a fullback because we give you one of the hot young prospects. Mm-hmm. Is that is do we do we think that's deliberate by Madrid or is it just kind of like? It's interesting because I think sometimes even when when Madrid or any any club does this where they allow a sale or a transfer to a club, it's also like a hey man like you know I scratch your back you scratch mine. If we need a striker and Lautaro's available and you know we've conducted business already, hey you know that that's one way to look at it. But also I think um, you know. When it comes to money in football, I think Hakimi's uh, value is going to rise. So I think... I, oh, yeah, go on. No, I don't like it. I, don't, don't, I, I thought that Madrid was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to maybe leave him for another year because Carvajal is yeah. still excellent, even though he has his little, you know, his little, uh, as we call it in Mexico, cagadas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's still good, and uh, Hakimi was the future. Right. So I, I liked him. He was really developing well in, in Dortmund, and all of a sudden we're selling him for for forty million. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm feeling that. See, but with those forty million, I think you can go after a proven right back. I don't, I don't have any names off the top of my head. I'd have to look. But there's a lot of possibly good wing backs, right backs who can be used, who can be bought with that forty mil that are proven in La Liga. Because you don't know how well Hakimi's going to do in La Liga. We don't know for sure yet. We could, yeah. we could uh, speculate. So I think it's a smart move by Madrid because you don't know how proven Hakimi is. You don't, and we don't know yet into if they've sneaked in a cheeky little uh, buyback clause. That's always a, it's a, it's, that's always on the cards. So yeah. 
Um, and uh, just to reference Hakimi too, you know what's so great about him is that he can like because I've seen him play as an attacking winger as well. He can play right back. He can play right wing as well. He's kind of like uh, Adama Traore. Adama Traore used to play right wing back. So I mean, you know, he's very versatile. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to un- unpack there, but it's all speculation at this point. I just hope the guy does well. You know, I'm sure Madrid has. I mean, they have something up there. Madrid's yeah. not gonna sell like someone so good and someone so sought after. For, I mean, you kind of I mean, in today's climate, it, it, it's close to nothing. Yeah, forty yeah. million for for a big club. Well, yeah, and but it's interesting you mentioned that because I was hearing because of COVID, uh, a lot of transfer prices is, are gonna be slightly decreased because of lack of funding. So. Uh, something to look out for you're gonna be seeing uh the rich get richer and the poor get yeah yeah definitely and you're gonna see prices are like huh like 20 mil yeah that cat's gotta be at least worth 50 i mean but that's gonna be a common thing now um but so so in a way things are gonna be normalized because the prices have been yeah quite inflated over the past few years that's maybe that's the silver lining right now in in, with covid and and the way it's affected the economics of, of football right now because, I mean, think about it. These these teams aren't able to sell out a facility anymore. That hurts. Like, I mean, you're talking yeah. about week after week after week. Definitely dwindles down your profits. So, um, yeah, it's testing times. We're going to see what how that affects the market. But I don't know, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, uh, so far, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I Like I said, I don't like it. But, you know, we're, well, we'll see what we end up with. And uh, knowing... Doing mm-hmm. uh, Fiorentino, <laughs> we'll, we'll pull something out of our sleeve. Yeah. Um, right now, speaking of transfers, there's you know there's a pretty there, there's a new girl around. She's mm. looking pretty good, uh, by the name of Raúl Jiménez. Oh yeah. Now, who's had some experience in uh, Atlético? Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he's balling out, and uh, you have. You have a bit of a contrast right now because everyone wants Jimenez. Yeah. From Barcelona, Real Madrid, um, I think even Liverpool. Yeah. Mentions some interest, even Manchester United. United, yeah, I heard that. Um, yeah. You know he's 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 a really good player. He didn't yeah. really have a lot of success in Atletico. Um, That's a hard squad to break into. He yeah. didn't. Atletico, I don't think is the right club for him. And right. I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, obviously, I'm extremely biased yeah but he he kind of has he can kind of fill the same holes as a Benz whereas he's not a true number nine that's going to just be poaching in the in the six yard box he's going to be he's he can create plays he can he can dribble in the short in yeah the short distance has a good touch and he yeah he's a fantastic touch he can he's very technical right. he's also strong he can play with his back to the goal yeah um, yeah, so yeah. I, I I like him as a as a backup. I mean, he certainly fits in my eyes better than Jovic. Oh man, I was so high and on I Jovic. Bad. I don't feel bad about him because yeah. I really I I thought Jovic had a really good game. And his interviews are sad, man, because he talks about it as like he almost talks about it. I don't know if you've ever seen Space Jam, but when they they lose their talents, <laughs> um, he talks about it, he's like I, he's like I literally look back at highlights from my time in hey, the Bundesliga. And I'm just like I'm wondering who that guy is because I used I used to be that guy and and that, it makes me sad, but it just proves to you that the Bundesliga to La Liga is two different monsters. And maybe that's a reason they sold Hakimi, maybe a small reason, but you know just because you ball out in the Bundesliga doesn't mean you're gonna kill it in in Spain. 
But I don't know. I definitely would like to see Raul Jimenez at a bigger club. He's proven that he's a focal point of that offense in at Wolverhampton. Um, and it was nice to see because he really <clears throat> started kicking off his career when he was at Benfica. And I think that's what tipped off uh, Nuno Santos, who probably has the most watchful eye in Portugal because he's Portuguese. You know, signed Bruno, I mean, not signed Bruno, sorry, Ruben Neves. Um, you know, he signed Diogo Jota, another Portuguese guy from that league. So, uh, Who's also playing with. Oh, Rome. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, you know, since we were talking about this earlier, you mentioned Raul Jimenez. Uh, there's a big aspect of the popularity he has because of the fact he's Mexican, I feel. But he's not to take anything away from him. He's solid. One of my favorite strikers in the league. I think he's 28 now or something like 29. that. 29. So, yeah, he's up there. But you look at players like Danny Ings. I think he has the same games played as him or two less games or something like that and still has two more goals. But doesn't get the same exposure because he's playing at Southampton. I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Uh, how much do you think nationality plays into the exposure of certain players? Because I feel like it's a common misnomer that we see. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, there uh, we kind of touched on this last time because um, there's there's a big sentiment that Mexicans don't get a fair shake in Europe, whereas uh, Brazilians and Argentinians do. And I was thinking yeah. about this after after uh, the last time we spoke. Yeah. Uh, Argentines and, and Brazilians get a ton, a ton of uh, slack. Yeah. Because they are... Uh, the reputation, you know. Yeah, because of the rep- reputation of the clubs. Uh, having said that, Mexico brings a huge audience. You know, if, if, you, if you're Mexican and you play for a big club, your shirt is selling out. For sure. They're going to support you no matter what. Um, Raul Jimenez is uh, from America. Yeah. And uh, even if you're from Chivas, you're from Cruz Azul, from America, from from Puebla, they're gonna buy your shirt because you're Madrid, and that's you know that's that's pride in of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, how successful is Southampton compared to to uh, to Wolves? Um, I think I'll say um, Wolverhampton are a much better team. Because they have a, an identity and they have the players. Uh, Adama Traore, for me, has been the player of the season for that team, by the way. N- just narrowly edging out Raul Jimenez. Because if you watch a lot of Jimenez's goals, they happen because of a breakthrough from Adama Traore. But those are things that the common uh, fan, the armchair analyst, as they call it, don't notice. But not, not to take anything away from from uh, Jimenez, but... You know, he has a way better cast than Danny Ings, and yet Danny Ings is out, outperforming him with two goals at a lesser offense, I'd say, a team that doesn't have the repertoire that Wolves have. But, you know, that's just a small example. Um, I mean, Danny Ings has been rumored to go to Liverpool as well. Um, he's the type of player that's going to that's gonna entice Liverpool. He's not yeah. ex- expensive. He's not flashy. And he's going to be uh, very fashionable to the British fan in his domestic league. You of course. Know? So that's nice to see, and... Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, how? Okay, so we were kind of talking about this, and and this is like a, a topic of football as a whole, right? How important is is the is your actual number of goals scored? I think it's very important. Um, what's well, more, as far as as far as Ballon d'Or lately, it's been it's been well, either you score more goals and you win it, or you don't and you're in second place. Yeah, I mean, it's for sure Ballon d'Or comes 
there's two there's a combination of two things uh the biggest thing is impact uh whether that be through assisting goal scoring or defending and defending also includes goalkeepers for me because we saw virgil van dyke make a deep run but us apart from the goal scored um i mean you can score a lot of goals in games played but what uh analytics people look at is minute you know goals per minute or whatever and that plays a big role but that doesn't always cut the chase to get the trophy right but that's what in my opinion really should sometimes but consistency is, is also a big factor because aguero has uh months where he looks amazing and then he misses a month due to a hamstring injury and then you forget about him so consistency impact and then the goals for me but that's that's just how i see it and then uefa and the Ballon d'Or, I've always felt have kind of have a slight bias towards European players. Uh, I think the only player to have a South American player to have won it is Messi in the past ten years. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah. I mean, I if think we're it's only about Messi. Top three players. I, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, there's been Brazilians that have won it in the past, but I'm saying like in in the last decade. It's always, you know, the you know the Ronaldos and the Van Dykes and the Lewandowskis and the you know those players that that really get the votings because uh, uh, from the federation themselves, you know, they run that. But I don't know. Well, there was always that that kind of uh, bias, maybe. Not the bias, but like there's always the example uh, against uh, Frank Ribéry, mm. who be, because he wasn't a like a, strictly a goal scorer or yeah. someone that scored a lot of goals. That's why he didn't win the Ballon d'Or, and I think it was 2013. Right. Well, ter- oh, sorry to not to cut you off, but no, ter- no. tournaments play a big role too because of we, we saw Modric make his way up there uh, because of a great World Cup with his uh, home nation of Croatia. So that's and a lot of yeah and yeah, the- and a lot of people were upset at that. But I was like, you know, those are mostly Barca fans who were hoping Rakitic got it. I think, but I don't know. You know, I, uh, well, I was of the opinion that Rakitic played better. Well, Modric was more visible. He was doing a lot more of the uh, running and stuff. He I thought they were ran. both amazing, to be fair. Yeah. But um, you know, there's always going to be. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I know I'm kind of surprised you said that. <laughs> yeah. That caught me off guard. But I mean, respect. I like Modric more than Rakitic any day. But that's just oh me. yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. that's why I wasn't mad at him getting it. But you know, to, but to, there was the argument that Ronaldo should have got that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't agree with Ronaldo getting it. But that's just me. Because, uh, well, well, my, yeah. yeah, my perspective is Ronaldo's great. But, I mean, he doesn't have the same impact that some of these players have. Ronaldo today is... He's one is, strictly off goal scoring. Yeah, yeah. Off goal scoring and, and off chances created for him. Not chances he's creating for himself. So, but not everybody sees it that way, like I said. But I, I like players who can create chances. Well, yeah. And, that, and that's, what the, that's what the argument is. Is, is goal scoring the, the end-all, be-all? I mean, mm. if you score 100 goals a season, or you're oh. going to get the Ballon d'Or. Like, regardless if it's bounced yeah. off your ass or, like, Chicharito who fell and the ball hit his face. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You I know? mean, so, but think about uh, Mo Salah uh, last season when he, I think he got, like, 31 goals in, in or 30 or something like that. And he was in the top three of the uh, Ballon d'Or just off that, too. So goals are, are important, especially also in what league or what tournaments you're scoring them as well. Um, so yeah, man, goal scoring is a big part. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it, it sucks to say because I'm I'm a fan of the midfield master. Oh uh, yeah, you know? I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I, I like the guy that pivots. I like Cruz. I like uh, Busquets. Who? God damn it! I I love Busquets' game. Yeah. He's, he's 
He's not the fastest. You're, you're not going to see him sprinting down. Hardly. He, he doesn't do that. Especially today, yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially. He's not strong. He's not going to haul off the ball. He, he's had his pass with, with the, you know, kind of uh, diving. But Yeah, <laughs> bad reputation for he, that. He knows the right pass to make. And he fakes. He The way he fakes. I don't know. I, I can go on and on. Yeah, but no, the him, guy's amazing. Cross, yeah. De Bruyne. And De Bruyne is kind of like the outlier where he's getting all the credit. But it's so obvious how good he is that you, you he can't do everything to, to give him the credit. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the top three this year. I hope so, man, because there are certain things that are just now being appreciated from him that he's honestly been doing for the past three, four seasons. But maybe the statistics haven't backed him as much. Right now, he's having the best statistical season for City, also due to the fact that he's taking penalties. And he's he's sunk the last five, I believe, and against good opposition, opposition uh, Real Madrid, Arsenal... Uh, today against uh, Liverpool mm-hmm. I mean the guys you know like like D'Lo used to say ice in my veins that's how I see <laughs> it. I mean he's a cold-blooded player and goes to the Bernabeu uh, puts on a master class I mean the guy's built for it uh, but you know he's not he's not gonna necessarily kill the goal scoring stats but that's really up to the public to decide right that's that should that should be the last thing yeah <laughs> yeah I agree man yeah, I mean the goals matter obviously they win you games but come on yeah, but that's the thing that people need to realize. When you can assist the ball, you're also creating a goal. Yeah. It's just you're not the one putting the finishing touches if you, on If you're it. dribbling past five players and you take the goalie and you just center it, cross it to, to a guy alone, Yeah, that's not his goal. Yeah, and not to bring up this moment, because I'm, I'm sure you don't like it, but when he had that goal against Madrid, I, I mean, not it. that goal, the uh, the cross, Yeah, more people would be like, oh, Gabriel Jesus, you know, nice header, great placement. That's not possible without the the 180 turnaround he does to put it on his weak foot to cross it in. I mean, shit, dude, it's out of this world. He's a, he's such a he's so good on his left as he is on his right. There's not many mm-hmm. players that do that. Yeah, that, that's that's, that's a, just crazy, you know. That's a that's a hard skill is to learn off your weak foot. I mm-hmm. I I'm a probably a 2.5 <laughs> uh, star Sheesh. on my on my weak foot. Same here, man. I'm not, I'm probably like a solid two on my best day. <laughs> On my weak foot, but you know, uh, I can chip it and I can cross it, but I'm not gonna shoot it. Nah. Um, uh, so speaking of midfielders that are kind of doing work, we gotta give uh, some credit to uh, to our Portuguese uh, friend uh, Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, he's playing really well, and and considering he hasn't had a full season under his belt yet, and as a rival, I still have to say my respects because think, playing very well. I think as the minute he started playing for United, the team changed. He had an impact immediately, for sure. I agree. Yeah, uh, we, we, you and I go back and forth about how how far United is from from uh, for being like real title contenders again. Yeah, but Fernandez is a really good step forward. Yeah, um, I th- with with Matic and, and Pogba, I think he's, I think that midfield's pretty good. Maybe maybe Matic is a little a little aged, a little seasoned, if yeah, you will. For sure. But you know, Mourinho just kind of, you know, <laughs> took his legs over the years. I, I like him at United because he gives him a defensive edge, which allows yeah. Bruno to operate. But yeah, yeah go on, sorry. Oh uh, no, and between them and Pogba, Pogba needs needs that kind of balance. I think and, and he's found that that stride where where you have your your guy looking after you defensively and then you have your guy looking after you um kind of guarding that circle along with you because yeah. they both kind of like just hover around that circle area within the 25 yard box 
Um, uh, I think I think United are two pieces away from from being actual contenders for for the for the league. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean today that's that's, that's me being biased. Because, no, of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not not to take anything away, but it's just so hard to place anybody at the level of Liverpool and City right now. Um, but yeah, maybe with two. It, if they have, if they get two more signings that are able to make the impact that Bruno Fernandez has been able to do in the last six months, yeah, I agree with you. I think they're in the in the race. But you know that's you know that's that's tough to say, man, because Liverpool and City have been so great. I mean, maybe well, I'm biased. City, I I think man to man, City is better than Liverpool. M- maybe in depth they're, for sure. They're, they're deeper for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, both two great managers. I think when you say they're missing two pieces, I think one of them might be the manager, if you if you will. But I mean, okay, not so to, three missing pieces. Maybe three. I think yeah. Pochettino's the guy for him. Well, and you know, Mourinho lost today. A lot of people are, are laughing and and looking back in hindsight, like, yo, you really replaced Mourinho with Pochettino? Like, yeah, now it looks like a big mistake because um. They're not really mm-hmm. able to generate that attack anymore the way they were doing it previously. The way they were able to get to that uh, semifinal, um, it doesn't look like it's achievable now. So Because you're playing the, the, the opposite of, yeah. of, what, of what, the, what your team was. So now you have to like, okay, so who was good is, is not what we need anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't really like... Uh, I, Old Gunner Solkstra. Old Gunner. OGS. Uh, I don't. Ols at the I wheel. I never really cared for him. I, th- I thought he was just like a kind of placeholder. And he was, right? That he was, was the plan at first. He was a caretaker at first. And then he started winning matches. He won a couple matches. And, and they're, they're like, like, oh, we. Fuck <laughs> we were, You know, let's just, let, let's just leave this till, <laughs> till yeah. next time. And then it kind of got pushed back. And they're like, all right, I guess we can sign him. Yeah. I think Pochettino's the guy. Yeah, I uh, think so too. When you have Rashford and Martial, uh, it fits. It fits a lot more closely to what they had with, uh, with uh, Song and uh, and Harry Kane. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and, and Harry Kane maybe going to United. I know you don't like that, but I it's been like ru- it. it's been rumored before for who's sure. Gonna, whose place is he going to take? Um, or where is he going to fit? Well, that's a, a good question because for me, Rashford can play striker, but he, you can also move him to the wings. So you can, but he doesn't like that. He doesn't like it, and he's probably not as effective there. But if yeah, because he doesn't have a left foot. Who would you prefer, Harry Kane or Rashford leading your line, as as a, as a straight number nine? You know, the tip, as a straight number nine, tip tip of the well, striker. Well, Kane is 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 a nine. Is more proven, but Rashford maybe has more upside. So yeah, I mean, and then you got to keep yeah. in mind Kane's coming off a big injury. He's still playing well. I, though. I don't scoring. like Kane. I, I don't like him. I don't think he's a good. I think he's a B player. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a glorified B player. Yeah. He scored goals. Would and, you prefer Jamie Vardy ahead of him? I don't like. I hate Jamie Vardy. <laughs> I don't hey, like Jamie Vardy. Man, that guy's playing amazing though right now. I think he's leading the he's goal fast. scoring. He's fat. Well, yeah. And but a fast player, I think would would work very well with United because that's that's what but they are. Marshall, Marshall uh, Rashford, you throw Vardy, but I mean I don't think Vardy would leave though. I think his his legacy is too rooted into Leicester at this point, you know. But yeah, I've seen I mean, there's things. that, and um, I never really cared for him. And secondly, I don't I don't know if we if if United need another need a striker. 
like an out and out striker. No, their worries lie more in, on the defensive side, in my opinion. The defensive side, and maybe maybe a winger. I don't know. Yeah, because the, I mean, there's there's the idea or the rumor that Sancho is. Oh, Sancho! Yeah, that would break my heart, man. Because I, I, <laughs> I know. see, I used to be so obsessed back in the day. I'd watch the the city under 19s, under 21s, and the guy was just tearing it. I mean, absolutely tearing it. I'm like, well, what are we doing? Not you know, you know, booting this guy up. First team. Well, we have Sane, Sterling, Mares, so on. So I understood it. The guy got fed up, said, get me out of here, went to Dortmund, lit the league up. What I love about him is that he'll mix any player. Like, he doesn't care. He, he's a skiller, and I love players like that. Guardiola kind of hates those kind of players. He's allowed it more now with Mares. Phil Foden has some trickery in his bag now, um, and he's okay with it. But, yeah, man, Sancho would break my heart because he was supposed to be on the blue side of Manchester. And now for him to be on the red side, and, and I think he'd be successful there, by the way. It would really uh, hurt. But, yeah. That'd be a good a good uh, shout for to be there on the wing. Yeah, if they get him, it's like, well, and he's know, English. Who's Greenwood? <laughs> and oh well, yeah. yeah. See, the thing about United is that I think, like I said, the the, the pieces they need are more defensive because they have Mason Greenwood, Daniel James. I, I love that that we've forgotten about Lingard, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I love it, Lingardinho. <sighs> now I, I love that guy just for the banter, not because he's great at anything, but his <laughs> videos are hilarious. His his social media antics, yeah, but that's not what you need to win a game. Yeah, he's a clown. Yeah, he's a clown. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, we'll see, I, man. I, I would love, and as much as I like Matic, I've I've always liked Matic because you know me, I love I love me at number six. Yeah, but he's he's getting just a little weathered. Yeah, he, I, he's good for a good mm-hmm. twenty minutes. I think Fred is better or, than him now, or, in my opinion. I like Fred. Fred's solid. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah, a good Fred six for them. So I think yeah. they could get rid of Matic, Matic if they needed to. If we need maybe a world-class six and, uh, I don't know. Is is the hair is the hair expensive? I, yeah, I mentioned it last week. I think he – it's a position you can upgrade. Um, he's a great goalie. I don't think he's good as he used. He's as good as he used to be. So, yeah, definitely a, a position you can upgrade. <sighs> it's it hard to, to say. say. Like yeah. you can't, you can't just say, "Oh, well, you know, let's let's get rid of the hair because that's the hair." His performances for Spain have he's, been bad. Uh, oh yeah, and then for 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 United have been decent, but he he's like had some howlers as we call earlier. him. Yeah, está como dicen. But yeah. Um, Nah, I I mean it's just hard to put a name. Oblak maybe, but to get him, I mean it would be cool if they did a swap deal like Oblak, and then De Gea back. But you know I I'm sure Atletico has a new guy to throw up in there. They're so good at that. They're so good at it's like teeth on a on a a shark's jaw. Like they just sprout out as soon as they lose it. So I don't know, man. We'll see. Yeah, um, they're, they're, I don't think uh, I don't think Atletico is going away, but maybe a cheeky Joe Hart. Ah, <laughs> too soon, too soon. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so uh, I think I think we covered the 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 big leagues. Um, you know, us being Americans. Yep. We can talk about a little bit about uh, Concacaf teams, uh, MLS, Liga MX. Um, big, big uh, signing for. Uh, big signing for uh, at Atlanta United. Yeah, damn. 
Damn, Damn, what a signing, huh? Damn. Sheesh. No, hey, man, I, I hope the guy does well. I don't um, like Jurgen Dam. I've never uh, liked him. Uh, is, is it because he th- was a Tigres player? Or? No, no, because uh, I actually I actually like Tigres. Um, first of all, I like Duca Ferretti, who was uh, Chivas' coach back in the day. Oh, I know, right? He's been great he for super Tigres, successful. too. They, I mean, Tigres has been super successful for the last, I want to say, five years, six years since they've gotten um, uh, Andre Guignac. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jurgen Dam is the dude from uh, Mighty Ducks who who was fast as shit, but he couldn't stop. <laughs> right, I don't know if right. You saw that movie, but it's a good way to put it. Yeah, no, fucking I, Benny, yeah. who he just couldn't stop. Um, yeah, he he had all the pace, and I don't did did he go to Europe for a while? Um, well, he, he has European mind. descent. I don't think Probably, he ever yeah, yeah. he ever that's, went. That's I don't a know German ever, name for sure. Yeah, but I I never I never liked him. I, he was fast. He just he he had zero dribbling. He had his crossing was horrible, um, and that was five years ago. And I don't think he's he's any different. Mm. Atlanta, like you said, has been known to to kind of been been the next jump towards Europe. They they've been helping players get to Europe, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Dam is the dude to to go. Maybe he'll go to Portugal or something. Could be. I mean, um, Jurgen Dam. Okay, pace is at the wing position is one of the, one of the most important traits to have, but it's on not FIFA. the only on FIFA as well. I mean, in real life as well, but it's not the only necessary thing, but it's important to have. Uh, some with with players with pace, I think it comes down to the manager. I think uh, Atlanta United has Frank de Boer, who uh, you know he's from uh, Netherlands, who are notorious for running the four four three, where wingers are always applicable. I think, um, and it's the same thing that Guardiola did with Raheem Sterling. He wasn't the world beater that he is today. But if you get these players in the right positions under the right system, I think it could work. And I'm telling you this because I've seen Joseph Martinez thrive under Atlanta United. Who I don't like. Oh, oh you don't like his penalty? Well, uh, on top of everything. <laughs> yeah. Nah, okay, uh, Miguel Almiron, Paraguayan guy, uh, went to Atlanta United, fucking balled out. He's at Newcastle now scoring some nice goals. I mean, it's possible, but it would ha- it would have to be like the stars aligning for sure. But I mean, I, I understand if you feel a ty- some type of way about a, a Mexican player coming to the U.S. No, I don't. That that doesn't bother me. Uh, right. You have Chicharito. Uh, Pizarro's not at Miami. I love Pizarro. Oh, he's a beast. I love, I love uh, Carlos Vela. Chicharito, oh, sheesh, yeah. you know, Chiva, but Carlos Vela and, and Chicharito. Are, it's hard for me to vote to, to go for Vela because I'm a Galaxy fan, but sheesh, man, he's been amazing. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe anybody that's a fucking LFC, LAFC fan. But anyway, I respect um, it, but it's like people that are corny. just getting into the game. I think they're trying to seek an identity, yeah. and I have a lot of buddies who are LAFC fans, but I can't switch up and it's just so start supporting corny. them. Yeah, I mean, um. But yeah, no, I, I don't mind that Mexican players go. I mean, you've you've had a big history of, of Mexican players kind of going to MLS, and it's kind of been the same thing as European players. They're swan song. But I don't like you, damn. <laughs> like right. that, that's it. He's just not a good player in my eyes. I'm mean, obviously he's a professional, so he's got to have some skill. Yeah. But well, it says a lot that he hasn't nah, been I mean, able he to. Has three goals, dude. Yeah, but that that's what, what I was gonna go to. It speaks a lot that he hasn't been, he hasn't been able to break into the not only the Tigres squad but the Mexico squad. Like he he did like maybe like six years ago, five years ago. He was wait, a big prospect. Wait, I mean, you said he was Paraguay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's is. got three goals. Oh well, for Newcastle, all of, all of three goals. 
Oh well, I mean, he's playing as a as a midfielder, to be fair. But okay. I mean, I'm saying if you watch right. him play, you watch some highlights, you'll be like, "Damn, that okay. kid's nice." But yeah. I feel you though. He's he's not lighting the, the the league on fire at Newcastle. I think I don't think any player has reached double digits there. If I'm if I'm honest, uh, in, in goals in Newcastle, I think so. I'm I'm just I'm just talking shit, but I'm pretty sure like it's well, around that there. that team is like hoping. Hoping everything goes right for them so they can yeah. get that money. Well, next season they'll be good. They they have a lot of. Um, is, is that is that for sure that they're getting yeah the billions? Yeah, I don't know if John it'll be as crazy Shelby. as like City, but the, they might be on that Leicester wave because Leicester got bought out by those uh, I think Thai owners, and after that they were able to go for like N'Golo Kante and players of you know high caliber. So yeah, the, uh, um, De Bruyne is a big target. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Yeah. Uh, when uh, Steve Bruce went up to me, he's like, he's staying at Newcastle. He's coming to Newcastle. This and that. I was like, nah, you're tripping, Get the my fuck boy. Out of here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Shit. Maybe when he's like 33 or something. Yeah, yeah. But nah, I mean, yeah, Newcastle's on the. Uh, is they're gonna come up for sure? I just I hate the fact that they weren't able to keep uh, Rafa Benitez because um, I, I always felt that he was. Uh, you know, taking he's, he's been able to keep up with the times. Um, yeah, he's solid, man. I mean, he was good, even good at Napoli when he was there mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, sheesh. Uh, Newcastle. I've always actually kind of had a soft spot for them because uh, they have they had DeAndre Edlin, American player. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Goal the movie. Ah, uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, like uh, in Santiago. Santiago. Movie? Yeah. Uh, nah, I Santi? mean Santi. Uh, they. I actually have a Newcastle shirt. Um, when they were in the championship, DeAndre Yedlin was playing for them. Right. Because uh, I, I don't like supporting another Premier League team, but I was like, shit, that's an American. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mess with it. And they're not in the Prem. Yeah, now they're <laughs> back in the Prem, so I had to burn it. Nah, ah. nah kidding. But, nah, yeah, man, I mean, sheesh. Uh, we'll see, man. Uh, Atlanta United is probably one of the best teams in the MLS, though. So he's going to a great team. He's going to get chances. We'll see what, how it goes, man. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, you always hope for the best. <laughs> well, in your case, yeah, he's Mexican. If he can ball yeah. out, and I mean, Carlos Vela is balling out. I hope Tata Martino shows him some, some love for the national team because I think he's still good enough <sighs> to play. Vela, I mean, Vela has shown that he doesn't care about the national team. And, he's and been I, very lukewarm about about yeah. his treatment, about his attitude towards the game. He's purely playing, in my in my perspective, he's purely playing out of talent talent and Which, is he, do you think he's just playing for money as well yeah, like talent yeah, and at money. this age you know yeah, um i'm in my eyes if he would have if he would have kept going because remember that partnership he had with griezmann uh, that was he that was, was a really was good better, team. he was better than griezmann in my eyes yeah for well, I mean, he, that's he was biased, definitely playing. that's a biased perspective but no, i agree he was he was really good yeah um so you know he was playing in arsenal so you know whatever but chicharito did he do anything? I mean, the league didn't even start, right? He played a few games with Galaxy. was very underwhelming. But I think that's more due to the fact that Galaxy are kind of, sh- like, shite right now, with all due respect. <laughs> they, you know, they, they got rid of... I mean, they don't have... They got rid of Slatan, obviously, but they don't have uh, the supporting cast, too. Yeah. I mean, I really like this guy, Pavon, uh, the Argentinian guy. Sure. And it's been a trend right now with MLS uh, going after a lot of players in the Conmebol, South American region. Argentinian league specifically, but you know, all over the South American region. So, I will see, man. I think MLS in general is just getting better. Um, has it reached the, the heights of uh, Liga Mekis? Maybe not. 
uh, especially in the Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah, Mexico's dominating. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think that's actually even due to the scheduling. I think once the scheduling is is on par. Yeah, because well, the MLS has yeah. the has the battle against basketball, football, and even college sports. Yeah. So they they, they just want they just take whatever airtime they can get. Right. Right. No, I mean. Um, We'll we'll see, man. I mean, it's gonna take time. It, it is, but it, it is. but it's been twenty five years now. It's right? just they're they they got everything so ass backwards, bro. I mean, in my opinion, this is somebody who's been watching MLS for a, over a decade. Yeah. It's just they need to implement that uh, promotion relegation system, bro. Like, yeah, get scrap the playoffs. Maybe make a separate tournament like similar to the FA Cup or something or Capital One Cup and 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 align your league with the rest of the leagues in the region. If not, you're not gonna get past. Uh, you're not gonna get past uh, Tigres when they're six months into their season, primed and ready, and you're just barely coming off of like the beach with the beer belly, and you know it's not gonna. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna be competitive. But yeah, man, uh, that's how I feel about it. Somebody yeah. who's like an MLS purist, I guess you could say. Yeah, and, I, and I've always followed the the Mexican league a lot more than the MLS. Yeah, MLS well, just to me was not interesting. I, I would watch it because it's football. Right, or because it's on. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, you, you, it's it. not interesting, but I'll watch it. I've been to a lot of MLS games. Same. Um, so, let, anything else? Anything else we got to talk about? Uh, you want to mention? Well, I forgot to mention this when you brought up Hakimi, but it's a different position. But Isco got, was getting a lot of slander today. He he didn't have a great mm. game. And, and then this guy posted a picture. He's like, no worries. We got these two guys. And the guys we mentioned last week, uh, Take, Kubo. Yeah, and Odegaard, they're like, don't worry about Isco. He's on his way out. Either of these guys are gonna take his position. So, man, I like Isco. Oh, Isco's he's, creative. Yeah, he his looks decision. a little. Over, he looks a little overweight right now. Oh, his me, his uh his decision making is, uh, I, I've always liked him, but his decision making's always been lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, he over dribbles. He kind of dribbles himself into a circle. Every now and then he'll you'll you'll understand why he's so good at, at handling the ball. He'll take three or four players, but then then you'll see him kind of dribble into nothing. Right. And you're like, well, you could have done better than that and all you did was a sideways pass or a yeah. backwards pass. I mean it's nice to see, but it Which doesn't lead to much after, right? Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Um so it, it does he does a lot of meaningless dribbles. Um he's sort of Starting to find his way out of favor with Zidane. Zidane's kind of looking like he's kind of fed up because he's yeah. Zidane gave him a chance though, like to to make his case, which I respect because he was he was in the doghouse previously, he's, right? Well, he's one of like the he's one of Zidane's kind of I don't want to say like favorites, but he's always been willing to give him a chance, right? Now, which he wasn't able to do with uh, Hamas, right? He had right. he had more of an issue with right. Hamas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hamas. In my opinion, is one of probably a lazy in the training field. Yeah, dude, he, he strictly relies on his talent. Yeah, the guy. I, I was. He posted a picture the other day of his of his legs. He looks ripped right now, bro. So I'm Jack. curious. So yeah, like I don't know what he did this quarantine, but he looks ripped right now. So I'm curious to see how he does. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough, bro. I mean, yeah. when you're playing as a as an attacking midfielder in Madrid, you better fucking bring it every week, or every else week. you're just. You're gonna get yeah. You're gonna get in the doghouse like that. I mean, and no fans Madrid are has not only the money but the players to to want to take over that role. Right. Um. So I don't. I don't know. It. 
it's a good problem to have as a team, but at the same time, the players like each other. They they see each other every single day, and they and they're supportive of each other. So maybe it's not good for team morale, but Madrid always has has a way to to find attacking players. Yeah, that that ten position is always open for business. Yeah, maybe one day we'll have a KDB. We'll see, man. I hope not, but we'll see. Speaking oh. of KDB, though, before we wrap this up, okay. I know we're going over on time almost, but uh, okay. FA Cup. Four, oh, four, four great clubs, four historic clubs. Uh, so I know maybe Man City doesn't have as much history, but in the last decade. Today, today City is a great club. They're, yeah, they've, they've gained the accolades. Um, wow, I mean, a lot, a lot to unfold there. I, I mean, I hope City win. I think they have one of the strongest teams in the tournament. Liverpool didn't make it to the final four. Uh, how do you see it panning out, man? Obviously, as a City fan, I think we can go all the way, get another trophy on the board. Uh, but maybe it might be more more of a meaningful tournament for Man United and Chelsea as it's one of the only few trophies they could win left. I love, how, I love how you're just they're completely disregarding Arsenal. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, man. Arsenal, I mean, with all due respect, Arteta, I love the guy, but they need a rebuild, and next season will be better. I promise you, Gunners, it'll be better. Gunners, yeah, as uh, as Ozil would say, it'll be better. But I think it's, it's, uh, it's for sure Chelsea, United, City. But, I mean, obviously, I'm going to put City at the pedestal. But what, yeah. what are your thoughts on the tournament? Uh, I'm interested in seeing uh, the the Bruno Fernandes versus Kevin De Bruyne battle. Sheesh. <laughs> Man. Hey, but you know what? United has played us very well this season. They fucked us up twice they this always year. always do. And Got the it's breaks. Like, yeah. Got the triple. I mean, obviously, we I hold some pride in the fact that we're higher up in the table and we're in the champs, but... When it's come to like team versus team, mano y mano, eleven v eleven, even at Old Trafford or Etihad, it's been it's meant more for United, you know, and they played well. So I don't know, it's gonna be crazy, bro. I, I really and if if they do meet in the final, we definitely gotta go watch that. Oh yeah, definitely gotta go watch yeah, that. And, and it's, it's uh, FA Cup games are usually in the midday, so it's not it's gonna be a reasonable time. So yeah, yeah man. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll I'm gonna say City catch. win comfortably, <laughs> but what do you think, man? Uh, against Arsenal? Oh, uh, against Arsenal. Oh, in, in general? I think they can go all the way. Mm-hmm. They have the most depth uh, yeah, out of all those teams. Depth, but, uh, Chelsea looks looks sharp, though, obviously beating City recently. but Chelsea Chelsea is... Um, they're, they're waiting on their big guys to come in because they're, they're, they're up and down. I, I can't yeah. make one way about them, man. Yeah. And my gut and history... Well, I, I won't say history tells you, but... My gut says one of their sides is not going to do all that great. If I were to bet on it, I'd say probably Timo Werner. Yep. And That's I think exactly Z- I, I think Ziyech, uh Hakim Ziyech had, can have a really good uh imprint on the team, but Timo Werner, well, we we have to we have to assume that he's going to be able to stand up to the rigors of of the of the Premier League. Yeah, that's always uh, that's always up in the air, but uh yeah, man, we'll see. Uh another big trophy to to you know fight out that's it's, it's so interesting because it's it's all big clubs yeah i know right that's what yeah. i i mean we, there's no like you know bristol city or yeah, blackburn you know they, they just kind of flop their way there it's yeah it's good teams um I'll, I'll i'll take united all the way hey man i respect it i hope i hope we get that final you know uh for the for the city of manchester you know <laughs> it's a great city so they're support they they're, they're representing manchester yep all right man well 
It's been a good uh, two hours. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. It's been a good run. Well, we discussed a lot. Uh, you know, league, La Liga is winding down. I can't wait to see what we have to say next week. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's always something. Yeah. Um, always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. You know. Appreciate you. Of course. Always. And uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, now we're going to listen to a little bit of Adela Costa. Cheers. Intro, outro. Yes, sir. And uh, give us your uh, your Twitter, Henry. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, my Twitter is at Henry2Live. So number two, live. And talk to me, man. I'm always I'm always chirping on Twitter, you know. And uh, I don't know if you have a handle. I know you've been working on yours because you had a few different accounts and yeah. all that. <laughs> I have, I'm at NestorD underscore TV. It's going to be updated probably don't 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 follow that but i'll i'll uh definitely change that but thanks man it's always been a good time yes sir and uh we'll we'll catch you next time see what's going on cheers lads do the bottle sound